0: But we, we spoke last week, you know, about certain aspects of our lives and where we are. We, we spoke, in Matthew, and spoke about, you know, what it was like when Jesus spoke about, so what this kingdom of ever like, who's going to be the greatest of the kingdom. And we spoke often about the thing of pride in our lives, you know, of how often we, we just, um, it's all about me, that as long as I'm happy, um, everything's okay. We mentioned that scripture, well, that, that quote that said um, that if God had to answer all my prayers, would only my life change or would the world change around me? And so we've been challenged in this stuff. We're challenging what God has done in our lives. But um, this week, this whole subject of accountability came on. And accountability is something that sometimes many of us struggle with. To take accountability for our actions. And not just to take accountability for our actions, but actually to allow our kids and our spouses and our friends and our colleagues to take accountability for their actions. I think as a parent sitting here today, you can understand what I'm saying. But often we, we shame our kids from being accountable for their actions. And so we will justify their behaviour. And, and it doesn't matter how bad it is, we justify And we always come to a place where, well, my kid is really not that in the wrong. It's, it's more the other person's fault. Or in our marriage, or in whatever, you know, I've, um, you know, I've heard women say that, you know, they've had an affair and then the poor husband is guilty because, you know what, if you just loved me, well, I wouldn't have done this affair. And accountability is a massive thing because if you do not take accountability for who you are and your actions and what you've done, you'll never be free. Listen to me. You'll never be free. Because as long as there's a lie in your life, the lie has got a root in your life. And as long as the lie has a root in your life, it has a life of its own. You know why? Because the devil will constantly make you feed that lie. And you know what happens? The lie gets bigger and bigger. Because now you've got to justify the lie. Last week you're quiet. This week you guys are really quiet. <laughs> but hear what I'm saying to you. I'm journeying this. I'm journeying this stuff in my own life. You know, almost... 30 years in, 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 in Christianity and, that. and I'm, I'm really looking at things right now. Because it's easy for me to say, well, I feel like this because of so-and-so. Or I'm like this because, you know, my parents did something. Or I'm like this because you know, so-and-so made a decision. And we don't understand that when we take accountability for actions, not just accountability, but when we acknowledge that we're wrong, that we've messed up, that we failed, that we've said the wrong thing, we've done the wrong thing. Things start to change in your life. You know, the Word of God says, With the sun sets free. With the sun sets free. Only God can free us from the lie that's often in our lives. And as long as you do not take accountability for your actions or do not allow your kids to take responsibility for what they've done, you're going to bring up a monster. Because when a kid can, can get away with something, guess what they do? Next time they try and get away with more. And try, that is just the way the world works. The world just works it. we just, you know, push and push and push and push and push. You know, if you give them hiding, then they feel terrible when you get them hiding. But you know next week they're going to push even further. And so when we come to the things of God, when we come to what God wants to do in our lives, if you do not, and I do not take accountability, for the sin in our life or the mistakes in our life, you know what? God can never move us to the next season. As long as you and I feel that someone else is to blame for the position or the places we find ourselves in, God will never be able to move us. Think about it. That God cannot move you if you do not take accountability for who you are, for what you've done, for what you've said. And we spoke about that last week. That even a white lie is still a lie. That even a little lie is still a sin. And so we can't justify our little lies anymore either. You know, it's like guys say, no, no, I don't smoke anymore, I vape. <laughs> I'm not picking on anybody. <laughs> I don't really drink, but I have beer. And so, a lie's a lie. It doesn't you you can put a big on, it and it's the same when it comes to accountability. That doesn't matter what you say or who you want to blame. At the end of the day, remember the Word of God says a very simple thing. I keep repeating: you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And, and what i want to say, this, year, I'm going to share this with you because I'm getting into this the subject now. See, a lot of guys are looking down, not want to face me anymore. But but listen to what I'm saying to you. Because these things are starting to change my life. I said to you last week, I have this thing that uh, my said that I exaggerate too much, you yeah? know. But I love exaggerating. I always want to see a bigger picture than it normally is. But it's not the truth. And I've realized in my life, if I'm not living in a truth, then I'm living in a lie. Right. And even in my Christian walk, that if I'm not living in the truth of who Jesus is, and who I am to Him, and who He is to me, I'm living in a lie. I'm living in something that is not exactly what God wants for me. Or what God wants to do in my life. And you're going to understand something, I always call it the pebble in the tank effect. And, and you guys will know this, I've mentioned it many times, I love this thing. But if you ever watch the movie Nemo, find final Nemo, Nemo gets captured, and he was put in a tank in his doctor's surgery. But Nemo needs to escape because he needs to find Dory. Because Dory's got a very short memory, that first woman. Alright? <laughs> She's going to be lost without him. Oh, yeah. By the way, I've got a marriage course coming up on this. Um, <laughs> so, what Nemo does is Nemo takes a little pebble and he sticks it into the propeller, in the impeller. And the filter stops working. And all of a sudden, the entire tank goes green and nobody can survive in that tank. And eventually, we know the story that the guy takes him out, puts him on the wind so he falls into the sea, but the tank needs to be clean. I always speak about the pebble in the tank, that sometimes our life is an absolute mess. Mess, not because of the big stuff, but sometimes it's just a little pebble in the tank. Sometimes it's just a little lie. Sometimes it's just the little untruth that you and I journey and the crazy thing is that the word of God says that he knows our beginning from my end. He knows every thought that goes to my mind, he goes to every desire, he goes to every argument that I have with myself, he knows my every need. You've got to understand this, God knows you better than you know yourself. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> well, But God knows you better than yourself. So 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 get this quickly in your head. Let's just just focus for a minute here. God knows everything about you. The challenge is this is that I can lie to Chantal about who I am. I can lie to you about who I am. The thing is this that I'm not going to be standing in front of Chantal or you one day. I'm going to stand in front of my king one day. And when I stand in front of my king one day, I'm going to have to give my king an account of why I did what I did. And not what I did in public as much as what I've done in secret. Or the things that I've carried. Or the things that God wanted to do in and through my life and he never did. And so it's crazy because I'm going to go to Matthew and I'm going to read from verse 6. I'm gonna carry on, Sorry, I'm gonna read from verse 7. We ended verse 6 last week. If you haven't got last week's sermon, do me a favor, just go download the Podbean app. It's a Podbean P O D B E A N app. You just like our ACEs Family Church, all our sermons are on there every Monday, all right, or latest Tuesday. But Matthew 18, verse 7 says this Woe to the world because of offenses. Woke to the world because of offences. Now who knows that us as human beings are the easiest people to offend in the world. You know what the worst part about is? That we mostly get offended by truth. And we mostly get offended when someone calls us out on something. Or someone exposes something in our life that only we know. So that's when offense comes. But he's speaking to the world here. And he's not speaking to the believers, he's speaking to the world, and he says, The world, he says, Woe to you, because of offences. He says this, for offences must come, but woe to that man whom, by whom the offences come. And he comes on and says, If your hand, oh sorry, sorry, if your hand or your foot cause you to sin, cut it off. Cast it into the fire of, from you. It is better for you to enter into into life lame or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into the everlasting fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter life without one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into the sea. It's quite (laughs) hectic, eh? I mean, let's think about this. Uh, he's saying, come on, guys. Yeah? Some of you need to cut off your hand. Some of you need to cut off your foot. Some of you need to cut your eye. you dig your eye out, because otherwise you're never gonna stop sitting. So tell us more glasses are enough. Last week your glasses break. This morning your glasses fall to pieces completely. So Shatal's the guy that says so she walks past she's not ignoring you, she can't see you. <laughs> But it was not her class of so she was watching TV with me. But I guess now, I know she can't see the TV, but all she sees is you you know. That every now and again I interpret what's happening on the TV for her. But I sat there thinking about this. How terrible it must be not to be able to have proper eyesight. And not to see what it is that you see. Because as soon as your eyesight goes... Your brain starts to put together an image of what your brain thinks that you see. And so the Bible turns around and says, Well, guys, you know, we all got sin. We all battle with sin in our lives. We all battle with things in life. But he says, But guys, let me tell you something. Instead of entering, instead of living a life in your sin, rather just cut your foot off the thing that might lead you or walk you into sin. Cut your hand off, the thing that might cause you to sin. Your eye, the things that you might see that might lead you into sin. So he speaks about seeing, receiving, and going. And he comes to three parts of our lives in where we are with sin. Now you've got to understand, sin is sin, whether you like it or not. And we've got to understand that our sins have been forgiven and removed the word of God says as far as the east is from the west. But yet we continue to sin. How weird is that? It's like someone said to John, John, if you promise, you promise me, you're never going to miss a church service again, and I'm going to give you 5 million rent, do you think you'll miss a church service again? Okay. If I say to him, the first service you miss, you need to give the 5 million back. <laughs> Every week. Every week. <laughs> it's the same thing with God. Why that, that God way? has given us eternal life. God has given us forgiveness of sin. God has cleansed us of all iniquity. He said the root of as far as the east is from the west. And somehow along the line, we still continue in our sin. Now I must tell you why we continue in our sin. Because we focus on our sin. This is going to be heavy. We focus on our sin. We know what is right and what is wrong in life. You don't have to tell a kid what's wrong. They are born knowing what's wrong. Kids are born knowing what's going to upset you. We focus on that. Why? Because we all want to be better people. We all want to be better Christians. And so sin is a real thing in our life. We, we feel condemned every time we have a cigarette. We feel condemned every time we have a glass of wine. We feel condemned every time we drop a, a swear word. We feel condemned every time we tell a lie. We, we do, because our, our, our focus is on sin. And if our focus is on sin, guess what we worry about? The sin. Now take it for a moment and say, our focus wasn't on sin, but our focus was mostly on the Word of God. How different would our lives be? You see, because the Word of God says that sin brings condemnation. And when condemnation comes in my life and your life, because we feel condemned, all of a sudden we feel unloved, all we feel, don't trust us, nobody trusts us, everything people say offends us, and so it carries on. That's what happens. But when we start to focus on the Word of God and say, well, you know what, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, it's also not, a, not, a, not a, a ticket at the end of the day to just get on of like we do. We are not going to be perfect. You're not going to be holier than thou. You're never going to be walking around without sin or challenges or temptations. Temptations are getting more and more in the world around us. More and more. But I've had to come to the place in the last few weeks and starting to realize something, that the more I'm filled with the things of God, the less the things of the world are bugging me. The more I'm filled with the Spirit of God, the less I have the desire to do crazy things. I've been speaking, uh, last week we spoke the whole thing of truth. What is truth? And that's been the biggest challenge in my life over the last few weeks. What is truth? What is truth? The word of God says, and truth shall set you. What is truth? Because I I come to a place in my life where I don't want to focus on what I do wrong. I want to now start to focus on what I do right in life. And I need to challenge you all in this. Because most of you are so hard on yourselves that you're never going to move from where you are. You still see yourself as this rotten sinner, this rotten scoundrel that's never going to please God, that when you get sick you believe God is punishing you, when somebody else gets sick you believe God is punishing them, that when when your business starts to fall apart you think it's God's wrath upon your life, that when your kids are horrible to you, you know you just feel like committing suicide. And so all of this starts to come on us. But the word of God said that there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? That the more I walk in his footsteps, the more I walk in his presence, the less convicted I am because the less my mind is thinking about the things that are failing. The challenge for truth has been this, and I've really tried this this week and it's hard. But if Chantal, when somebody asks me something, I am trying to be 100% truthful in how I answer them. And that's a challenge. Because most of the time you can offend someone. Because truth often can only be done, as we said last week, in a relationship. I can tell Chantal I don't like something about it because you've been married to me 33 years, and you can say, yeah, whatever. But I had to go to Nalene and say, I really don't like your hair this morning she's going to walk out that past full of <laughs> why? because I haven't got this relationship that I've got here and so it is with the things of God that when you and I get into relationship when you and I get into the word when you and I spend time in prayer when you and I spend time in fellowship we grow in the things of God that no longer do we come to a place where we need to cut off a foot listen to me what is Jesus saying here? He's not saying physically you know, get a knife now, you know, and got cut your foot off. But he's saying this, get rid of the thing that leads you to sin. If your Facebook is causing you to check out these, these naked women the whole time, cancel your Facebook. You will not die. I promise you, mothers, your teenagers will not die without a cell phone. Moms, your eight-year-olds don't need a cell phone. What causes you to go down that road? What causes you to want to drink excessively? What causes you to be bitter and angry with people? So often we sit with people and we we listen to their complaints. And they tell me about how bad the world is, now Everything's falling apart. And at the end of the day, what they're going through has got nothing to do with what the real problem actually is. The real problem gets hidden. The real problem gets masked by the chaos because it's easy to blame someone else. It's easy to say, well, it's Leon's fault that I'm in the situation I'm in, or John's fault in the situation I'm in. That if I cause you to sin, that whatever's causing you to do the things that you're doing, the word of God says, remove them from your life. Guys, really, if you're an alcoholic, you shouldn't even have a beer in your house. Honestly. I've got addictive personality. Everyone's addicted to me. No, I'm joking. But I've got an addictive personality. And I've always been like that. There's my mom. Whatever I do, I do 145%. I would physically cry because I came second in a tennis tournament. I got kicked out of Harvest Youth because I hit the youth bastard. You know why? Because he cheated in the soccer game. <laughs> well, I believe he cheated in the soccer game. <laughs> so, so, I've always got to be very wary of, of what I do. Because if I start cycling, then I cycle eight times a week, you know, or eight times a day. You know, If I, whatever I do, I've got it's excess of everything. So even when it came to drinking, all this kind of stuff, it's always excess of everything. You know, you've got to be the best at it. Everyone needs to be the best at something. And we all like that, whether you like it or not. We've all got this challenge in our lives. We want to to be accepted. We want to be loved. We want to be the cool guy in the crowd. Hey, We want to be the prettiest girl in school, and we want to be the biggest sportsman, or whatever it might be. It's a real thing. And so I've got to be so careful that I don't get involved in stuff. That I can't go and, well, let's see what crack feels like, or tastes like, or smells like, or sniffs like. I don't know what you do with stuff. <laughs> because actually, I can get into this stuff. So, what I do, guess what? I don't get crack in my house. <laughs> it sounds silly, but it, it, that's how it works. That, that's how it works. Whatever causes you to sin, get rid of it. If it's pornography, get off Instagram, get off Facebook, whatever it might be. You know, put a block on your computer or something. But the thing is, is why I'm saying this to you, you need to take action to prevent things in your life. You can't just let things happen because you're nice or because you're a cool person and I can cope with this stuff you cannot cope with most of the stuff that's going on around you and you know when you cannot cope is when things get tough you see when things are okay the bottle of brandy in the cup doesn't really bug me but when things get tough we've got two choices either we turn here or we turn here and the word of God says kind of this part so you haven't got another choice. Why, why, why give the devil the key to your back door? Why? Why? I know your secretary thinks you're cute. But think yeah. about it. Think about it. You see, it's simple. How does he, he it in the body? De- Bawathi? Saul? And Bawachi? Good. The fruit looked good. And the devil said, oh, It cannot be that bad. Come on. All of your stuff starts like that. First, we see and we like. We like it, like it. <laughs> and then the next thing is the whisper. It's only one drink, it's only one snort. You know. It's only one kiss, not really an affair. It's only a hundred rand out of the petty cash, not really theft. I'll put it back with money. Yeah, but. And I'm not doing a touching subject, but the word of God says, yeah, listen to me. He starts, he says, whoa, whoa. Listen to me. Be careful that sin doesn't govern your life. And my sin is different to your sin I might be addicted to other stuff You might be to completely different stuff But he says woe Woe to you He says you know why because if we go a little verses Further before that what does he say That if you're the result Of one of my children Losing their way The word I read it there, verse 4 It says it'll be better for you to put a stone around your neck And throw yourself into the lake now, why not go that way? Simple. Quietly, shook out at the mic. <laughs> right or wrong? Yeah. When you tick to someone, you find someone to be ticked with you. You know, they passed it they text me. You know, said last week. Yeah, now you said the same thing to me. <clears throat> not many people drink by themselves. They need someone with them. It takes two to tango when it comes to the fair. Right or wrong? No, <laughs> every sin The devil makes sure that you have an accomplice with you. That's how it works You see in society, we don't understand this stuff. We're just like, oh, we're born and you know God's good and cool And we're gonna to go to church. But every one of you, even Jesus the widow said was tempted as a human being And every one of you gonna be tempted every day of your life You're gonna be tempted to take a lot of tickets because that's the answer. No, Jesus is your answer. Now we've blo- this for this this glass of bread is make me feel better. No, I promise you, I promise you, you'll feel terrible tomorrow morning <laughs> Oh, this is good. No, no Oh, if I lose weight, no You see, we're always dealing with symptoms but we're never dealing with problems Amen. Why do I want to be you? Why am I overweight? Why have I got a drug addiction? Why have I got lust for other or people? You see there's always a root cause to the stuff. And when we speak about truth, and we speak about accountability, these are the things that we need to sort out in our lives. That what is truth is truth, and when we speak it, it has to be truth. but when we do something wrong, immediately we take accountability for what we've done wrong. Amen. Maybe. Decide. Maybe inside. Amen. But it's fact. And, and and I know it's like a it's like this thing this morning. But listen to me. That since I've been dealing with this, it's been such an amazing time for me. And I'm, I'm still where are we now? Verse eight. I've been here what three weeks on the scripture on verse eight. The first few verses tell me how it is to be a good believer and to make sure that my brothers and sisters take care of and to make sure that i am never cause one well and to to stumble, that I'm always there for them. The second part of the thing deals with me and it says to me, Now you sort out your life. Come. That thing is going co- you to sit, get rid of it. Come. Hey? Get rid of it. If your little drug dealer's name on your phone, guess what? Delete it. Tell really. it. Delete it. Hey? Whatever it might be, just get rid of it. Unless you want to cut off your foot or your head. It's been life-changing for me. Because I've been so challenged over the last few weeks with these scriptures. Because as passage, you know, you always think, oh, well, we're doing really good stuff. And when I really started to look at my life, it was like, cheapest, there's a... There's a couple of things that lead me down this road. And there's a couple of things that lead me down this road. and sometimes it's not just all those things. it's, it's, it's unbelief. It's lack of faith. It's like trusting that God'll come through for you. Maybe you just don't feel like God loves you or maybe your sin is too overwhelming. It's not always the big stuff. And so God says to him, come on. He says, take care of your brothers, take care of your sisters, make sure that none of them, stumble, none of them fall. you know make sure they're hundred right. And then secondly let's take care of you. Let's sort out the stuff that keeps you called for you to fall. You know why? Because as long as you keep falling, you keep yourself out of the purpose and the plan that God has for you. As long as you keep failing, guess what happens? The enemy uses that to make sure that you're not worthy to work in the purpose or fulfill the purpose of the promise that God has for you. You know, the people I've met that I said, you know what, Kurt, I can't share the gospel with anybody because I don't know enough of the word, or I wasn't well, getting to know the word of God. So you don't have a stupid excuse. Well, you know, good, I don't really pray in public. Well, learn to pray in private then. And I know it sounds flippant, but we've always got an excuse for something. We've always got an excuse. We've always got an excuse not to be at church. We've always got an excuse not to read the word of God. we always got an excuse not to attend a prayer meeting. We've always got an excuse you know, not to love our wives puppy. we always got an excuse why we must take, take away some, not vegetables, you know. We've always got an excuse. We spend our lives justifying every bit of our behavior. Do you know that? Think about it. Now I'm going to freak you guys out. But I want you guys to become aware of how many discussions you have with yourself. Come on. So said to me, we going to take away tonight? I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, so you Kentucky? I don't know about Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky, this is terrible. Like Donald, oh, no, is like plastic. I have this like full-on conference call with myself. Like this, you know, and, and guess what the worst part about it is? I still can't make a decision at the end of the day. I still go to Shadal say, what do you think? <laughs> Whatever you decide, baby. I'm only saying that because I can't get it right. Whatever you decide, baby. And I know there's not this super spiritual message maybe you're hoping for this morning, but guys, we are never going to walk in the fullness that God has for us if we cannot get the basics right. If we cannot get the Word of God in our lives. If we cannot cut off the things or gouge out the things that are causing us to sin and to fall. If we cannot treat others. If we cannot trust. If we cannot take accountability for actions. If we constantly lie about stuff. If we battle with the truth, how do we move on from here and change the world? How do we change our families? If you and I are struggling with these very things, we're struggling to deal with sin, we're struggling to share the gospel with others, we're struggling to pray, we're struggling to read the word of God, we're struggling to come to church, we're struggling... How do we grow? And I want to say this to you that the only way you are gonna grow in the things of God, the only way you're gonna grow in things of God is you've got to get to know God better. Listen to me, please. Listen to me. I want to read this, this this scripture that we're dealing with right now, out of um, um out out of the uh, the passion Bible, and um, I love this thing in the closing. I'll read it for you guys quickly. Uh, sorry, this phone. Mm, Matthew 18, verse six seven. So this is what the Bible says. The the, the Passion Bible says this, he says, verse 7 says, misery will come to the one who lures people away into sin. He says, trouble and obstacles to your faith are inevitable, but great devastation will come to the one guilty of causing another to stumble. And he says this, if your your hand clings to sin, cut it off and throw it away. If your foot continually steps towards sin, And sin's path, cut it off And throw it away For it is better for you to enter the heaven crippled and maimed Than to have both hands and feet And throw into eternal fire And if your eye is always focusing on sin Pluck it out and throw it away For it is better for you to enter the kingdom of heaven With one eye than to be thrown into the lake of fire Be careful that you do not corrupt One of these little ones For I can assure you that in heaven Each of their guardian angels always see The face of the heavenly father And it's a crazy statement but you know, let's just do something simple this week. Something simple. Let's call sin, sin. Right? Let's check it out. Let's make get rid of things and really focus. Like, what is it that's actually causing you to... What is causing you? It's so simple. Guys, <laughs> I'm not asking for a heart yet. I I'm <laughs> just asking, you, guys, just this week, just focus on something. One thing. One thing. That gives cause constantly this sin. Get rid of it. How's that? One thing. I'm not even asking for your life. One thing this week. If it's pornography, if it's alcohol, if it's lack of prayer, if it's whatever it might be, may take one action this week to, to cut that sin out of your life. How about that? And I promise you, it'll become easier to tackle the next thing. But I want to say this to you. Remember this that when you get rid of one thing, make sure that you fill that space with the Word of God. Because if you don't fill that space with the Word of God, guess what the devil does? He puts the next thing in there. So remember that. That whatever you cast away, alright, just remember to fill it with things of God. Amen. Amen. The Nathan and them are getting married the weekend.